Safer Chemicals Podcast. Sound science on harmful chemicals. Welcome to the Safer Chemicals Podcast. In 2015, ECHA and the European authorities assessed the health risks of chemicals in tattoo inks and permanent makeup. They looked at whether their use needs to be restricted in the EU. They also checked whether potentially harmful chemicals could be replaced with safer alternatives and what impact restricting their use might have on the manufacturing industry and on service sector jobs. As a result of their assessment, the use of over 4,000 hazardous chemicals will be limited. The EU has also banned the use of specific blue and green pigments used in tattoo inks. For these, the ban will apply in the beginning of 2023 to allow industry more time to find safer alternatives. In this episode, you will be hearing from a toxicologist, dermatologist, and a tattoo artist who talk about the negative health effects from harmful chemicals used in inks and how restricting them impacts the tattooing industry. Let's start with Sebar Kalaf. She's a toxicologist and was part of the team that started the restriction together with other EU member states. Sebar, welcome. Let's dive straight in. Can you uh, tell us what this new restriction is banning and why? Um, the, the purpose of the restriction is to protect consumers who want to get a tattoo or uh, a permanent makeup from health risks um, from problematic substances. Uh, the new rules will be enforced from the 4th of January 2022. Um, and for two specific pigments, a blue and a green one, uh, the rules will be enforced a year later. The restriction is banning more than 4,000 chemical substances uh, in inks for tattoos and permanent makeup. The restriction will protect consumers uh, from substances that are carcinogenic, mutagenic, but also substances that are toxic for the reproduction, um, skin sensitizers, or damaging for the eye. Uh, many of the substances is already forbidden or restricted in other products such as uh, toys, textiles, but also cosmetics products. Can you talk a little bit about which countries were involved in this assessment? This is including Norway, Germany, uh, but also Denmark and the European Chemical Agency, ECHA, uh, was involved in the assessment of the substances and the restriction. Okay, and, and when does this restriction then enter into force? The rules will uh, will be enforced from the 4th of uh, January 2022 um, and for two pigments a year later in 2023. Maybe then going really in, in, in depth under the skin, if you, if you wish, on, on what we're going to be talking about. So how could these chemicals be dangerous, particularly in tattoo inks? In the tattooing process, uh, the ink is placed under the skin um, and in this process, solid pigment particles are stored in the skin while soluble particles are transported around the body. Um, over time, the soluble pigments will degrade due to exposure of sunlight or the, the body's own defense mechanisms um, and this can release uh, and exposure the chemicals uh, that can cause, for example, gene mutations over time. Gene mutations, that's a scary, scary concept. Can you explain a little bit what, what kind of gene mutations? Gene mutations are basically uh, permanent changes in the genes 
um, and and uh, they can be inherited uh, in generations. Such mutations can cause genetic damage, um, and in some cases, it can actually lead to the development of cancer. Also, what about in terms of then the the scale of this? So, what kind of numbers are we talking about? How popular are tattoos in Europe? Tattoos have actually been more and more popular over the years, and the number of people in the EU who have uh, has a tattoo has increased over the last few decades. Almost 15% of the population in the EU have at least one tattoo or a permanent makeup tattoo. Wow, that's quite a big percentage. I mean, uh, what about then people who've actually already taken a tattoo, um, possibly with these inks? Should they be worried? Um, that's actually a quite difficult question uh, because both the 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 creation and the removal of tattoo is is linked to um, adverse health effects. Uh, and and when a tattoo is removed, it's typically done by by laser or light. And in this case, substances uh, will be break down to smaller molecules, and the smaller molecules are probably more likely to be absorbed. Uh, faster in the body and also transport around the body. Um, so it could be quite problematic to, to remove the, the tattoo also. Okay, and I'm, I'm conscious that we're talking very, uh, very much about tattoos specifically, but everything you're saying, I assume, also applies to permanent makeup, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Um, maybe then, uh, as, a, as a last question, what kind of advice would you give to people actually thinking of getting a tattoo? How can they stay safe? How can they protect themselves? What should they do before walking into that tattoo parlor and choosing to put something uh, under their skin? If you want to get a tattoo or a, a permanent makeup, um, you should always choose a professional artist um, and ask if, if he or she has completed a hygiene course. Um, if you are ill or suffering uh, of a chronic uh, illness, such as diabetes or have a, a weakened immune system, you should consult your doctor before you are getting a, a, the tattoo. Uh, also, if you are pregnant, planning to be pregnant or breastfeeding, you should be ex uh, extra careful. And lastly, if you already have a tattoo and uh, experience any discomfort, such as itching or swelling, uh, you should consult your doctor. That's really good advice that I'm sure our listeners will find useful. Thank you for joining us, Sebar. Next, let's look at what effects these inks can have on our skin. We met Nicola Kluger, who works at Helsinki University Hospital as an adjunct professor in dermatology and venereology. Nicola has many years of experience working with patients who have had allergic skin reactions caused by tattoo inks. Here is Pivy with the interview. Thanks for joining us, Nicola. Perhaps we could start by discussing how does getting a tattoo or permanent makeup affect the skin? Well, of course, it's not natural to get a tattoo. Our, our skin is not made for that, but we know for centuries that you can get tattooed. We have the experience of all the civilizations, but it's true that our skin reacts. It reacts first immediately when we get tattooed. When you introduce the pigment, everyone who has got a tattoo knows it's painful. The skin got inflamed, it's bleeding a bit, and uh, the skin will heal for the next weeks. Usually it's two weeks, three weeks, one month big maximum. Also, uh, a part of the pigment, which is too superficial in the epidermis, will be 
peeled away uh, during the healing phases. When the tattoo has healed, it looks uh, that it's, uh, I would say, inert or quiescent. It is mostly true, but there are little things happening in the skin. We know that we have macrophages, for instance, which are these cells which are going to try to eat the pigment that are going to do a bit of work, even though it is not noticeable. Also, uh, the tattoo will always fade a bit. The, the drawings will be a bit more blurry. So this is how it affects basically the skin uh, in general. So you said that uh, there is this um, initial reaction a couple of weeks, uh, but are there any long-term effects that we should be aware of in, in addition to this aging? Uh, what we know, of course, is that a part of the pigment will migrate. Uh, it will migrate in the lymph nodes. So if you have a tattoo on the arm, the uh, pigment will uh, go into the lymph node. In most of the cases, it's totally asymptomatic uh, and there is no proof that there is any uh, dismal on the local uh, lymph node. Of course, if for some medical reason the lymph node has to be removed, it can be black, a bit darker, or the pathologist will say that he sees pigments, but they have not really, a, 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 I would say, a side effect as such. Then the big question is, of course, if it goes to the lymph node, does it go elsewhere? That's a theoretical concern. It is possible, uh, especially when the particles are very small, like the nanoparticles. In terms of clinical consequences, we have no proof yet that uh, this would have an effect on the health of the uh, tattooed individual. What is it then that causes this this reaction on skin? If we talk about just the tattoo as such, the fact that you have been getting a tattoo and you have thousands of impact of a needle on the skin, the body will react against the pigment. Then the second question is people who have side effects, why do they react? And that's another problem because we are not totally sure what is the cause. But as every allergic reaction that we have, like people are allergic to peanuts or allergic to birch, there are some people who are most likely predisposed themselves uh, to get a reaction to a component which is in the tattooing. Okay, then about about severe skin reactions after tattoos, how often how often does that happen? Do you have any statistics? From the studies, basically, what regards tattoo allergy, it could be between 1% to 8%, very broadly speaking, because it really depends on the studies, it really, it really depends on the setting, how many people we asked. Tattoo allergy means that at some point, there is a reaction that happens on the tattoo on one color, and it starts to get swollen, uh, it's infiltrated and it itches a lot. It can be painful and it can be considered as severe because it impacts the patient's quality of life. The second severe complication, I would say, is infection. But yet again, I don't have numbers uh, about that. But it seems that now with professionalization of the tattooist activity and uh, trainings and education of hygiene and, and asepsis, we see less of these infections on tattoo, so it looks like a tattoo which is inflamed with pus, and it happens very quickly after the tattooing procedure. About the tattooing inks then, 
Um, are all types of inks equally problematic? Red colors or uh, sister colors like pink or violet, most likely because of the red component. They are the ones that really give the tattoo allergies and the tattoo reactions. The reason why it happened in these colors in the past, it was easy. We knew it was mercury, which was very widely used, and mercury is a very powerful sensitizer. But nowadays, in professional inks that are controlled, we hardly find a mercury uh, in it, and there is a, a threshold that has been fixed by the European Council already uh, more than 10 years ago. However, we still have the reaction. So there is something else now, and we know that there are, uh, for red colors, also dyes, and we are suspecting a few of them uh, to be responsible of this tattoo uh, reaction. But we are not totally sure why, and we do think currently the trend is to think that the problem is not in the ink, but in the skin. Once it has been put in the skin, there could be modifications, the ink pigment changes, and then it becomes more sensitive. That's why people have a tattoo for weeks, months, everything goes fine, and suddenly one day it starts to react. If it was a real allergy, as we understand, like you put the allergen, they should react very quickly, and that's not what we see in practice or very rarely. Do you know if it's only only some people who no, react? You have some people who are most likely predisposed, and the concept will be very is very simple because it happened in practice. You have a tattoo, everything goes fine, and let's say that now the component has changed. To get an allergy, you need to be again in contact in another way. So we have people who react after a second tattoo. Suddenly the first start to react because now it cross-reacts. The body sees that there is something new. Uh, we have a long time ago when it was mercury, we had people who have tattoo reaction after getting vaccination because the vaccine contained mercury. And there was also a, a very nice, it's an exceptional case, but it illustrates well in Japan, where the patient reacted to his tattoo after eating salmon. And they nicely showed that the salmon was most likely rich in mercury at the time. So we have a bit of hint that it works that way. You have to be in contact again with the same allergen, but you also have you have your own uh, predisposition that you are going to react. Um, if someone is now experiencing the type of issues with their tattoos that we are discussing here now, um, what would you advise them to do? We will treat first the, the reaction, try to go through it, because we can still treat it even if it's challenging. Of course, the second question they always ask is, can I get a new tattoo? For the color, it's clear that we have to forbid them the same color again. So if they're allergic to red, uh, I tend to forbid red, pink, orange, violet, every color that has a risk to have uh, the same red color inside. Of course, Sometimes when uh, I when I have the ink, I can check on the ink packaging what pigment has been used and try to be a bit more precise and give them one color to fall, to, to, to avoid. That's a bit tricky because we know also by experience that all the packaging are unfortunately trustworthy. And sometimes you have you have been studies, especially in Switzerland, that shows nicely that you find sometimes something else that was not on the packaging. So I cannot promise the patient uh, full satisfaction with a new red. I got the stories of one patient who did not listen to me and still redid the tattoo with a different 
brand with the same uh, red color and uh, the person reacted on his new, on on the new tattoo again just on the right spot of the red color so it was a nice reproduction of my warning so i preferred to say like choose another color or no more color if uh, you have reacted to red what is your opinion about the restriction limiting or or banning the use of more than 4000 hazardous chemicals in tattoo inks and uh, permanent makeup this is of course excellent because we don't want to put on the skin in the skin things that are forbidden anyway in other uh, indications that makes sense to me the also question is if we forbid something does it have a relevance in the tattoo as such because we know in toxicology that you can have things that are toxic or are problematic in a way that you introduce but in another way of introduction it does not pose any problem what has been always feared by the industry and the tattooist also consequently is that if it happened that in this list of 4000 there is like a very very basic ingredient that is like the basic of all the inks it's like cutting the roots of the tree and we lose everything and because it was on a list and maybe in the context of tattooing it was not such a problematic so this is something that was feared by the tattooists and the manufacturers that that could happen so this is something to be uh, de debated i think after the law is gone can we rethink some of the product specific products that are on the list just see if they are really necessary in this list in the tattooing indication this is going to be crucial i think in the next years do you think that that the restriction would have an impact on on safety for people who are getting tattoos? Yeah, it, it should have an impact anyway because we don't still we still don't know all the reason why people are reacting, for instance, for allergy. We say it's a pigment, but sometimes we wonder if it's not a conservative, a preservative, or something else. So of course it could have an effect, and even us. Dermatologists work in tattoos. We have discussed that this year. We noticed that we had a bit less allergies right now. We had more other complications, like what we call a granulomatous reaction to black tattoos, which are not related to allergy. It's another reaction that is, I think, will be more difficult to get rid of because it's really something that comes from inside, I would say. So we could expect uh, an improvement. If the inks are able to follow the REACH procedure, we know also that there are also inks that are available that are not going through REACH because you can buy them very quickly, very easily on the internet. And it has been also shown nicely this year that you could, you, there was a difference between the inks that you can buy yourself on some website and the one that you get from the uh, official suppliers. And there is also inks that are clearly counterfeit they look a brand and they are not. And this is also a problem also, uh, of course. So th th this ink may cap, we, we could see a difference uh, according to the use of official inks and inks that are not respecting at all rich. Thank you, Nicola, for sharing these insights with us and Pavi for the interview. Next, we asked the two artists to share their thoughts on this restriction and how they are preparing for the changes it will bring to their business. We are joined by Rebecca from Ale Tattoo in Italy, who talks about the importance of getting support on a national level and cooperation between tattoo artists, ink manufacturing industry, and the EU. What 
do you expect to be the main benefits of the restriction in terms, uh, um, in particular, of safety for your customers, but also for the tattooing industry? The benefits are to reassure the clients and make them understand uh, the difference between past and future. Reassure these clients that the uh, institutions are helping them to make sure that this kind, kind of art is um, secure for everyone and can last long term. Do you see any potential challenges in actually putting this restriction into effect? For example, uh, in the availability of safer alternatives for the substances that are banned? What uh, reassures Ale is the answers that uh, he gains from the producers of ink. They are really working hard to make sure that these inks can uh, work and that can be on the market. Um, tattoo artists should be able to trust uh, the rules that uh, are imposed by ECA. It is important to um, create a big group of tattoo artists so that when there is important uh, information from Europe, uh, these, this group of tattoo artists can communicate information uh, accurately and uh, in a well manner. To close the circle between ECA, uh, the European community and tattoo artists will be very important. Is there anything else that you would like to highlight? Uh, 500,000 people that are working in the ink industry uh, trust you. If we collaborate well together, um, we will not lose our workplaces and the 135,000 um, tattoo studios will not close. This brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you to our guests and to you for tuning in. If you want to find out more about restricting the inks in tattoo and permanent makeup, visit eka.europa.eu. Like what you heard? Remember to subscribe to our podcast at eka.europa.eu forward slash podcasts. Safer Chemicals Podcast. Sound science on harmful chemicals.